Andy Kaufman was perfect for professional wrestling because that was his stick. He wanted to put uh, put off the audience. He was he was it, it was always trying to get somebody hot. Always trying to push yeah. the envelope. Always just trying. And he to was piss good at it. He was the best. He was <laughs> tremendous, and and he was great for this. He 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 would have been perfect. In fact, he was perfect. Uh, for so he did help. It did help wrest. He did help wrestling in some way. You think it did bring attention to it? By all means. Have you wow. ever seen? Have you seen the David Letterman uh, part? Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that more people. In, in I didn't know if that time. was real or not. Like for the longest time, I honestly, I still don't know if that was real or not. Well, the good thing about that was Lawler slapped Kaufman, and they didn't tell anybody that was going to happen welcome to the lone star play podcast i'm your host patrick scott armstrong join me and a famous guest every monday wednesday and friday we discuss their career life food texas and everything in between let's get started all right thank you for joining welcome to another episode um before we get to the interview, just want to talk to you briefly about who we're interviewing. So we got Tom Pritchard on the show. Um, he is a wrestling coach, wrestling champion, wrestler, award-winning wrestler. Uh, he also owns a school up in uh, Knox, Tennessee with fame wrestler Kane, and where he teaches wrestlers you know, how to get into the game and how to become a wrestler and the training and everything that goes with it. Uh, amazing guy. Had an amazing conversation with him. Um, about wrestling you know I, I don't know really much about wrestling if y'all remember we had mark henry on early in the podcast uh, uh you know who a few months ago june i think or maybe may and um actually tom trained mark early in his career so that was a cool sort of connection and you know who else tom trained early in his career the rock yeah the rock okay so that was really cool we just had a great conversation about wrestling why why do people think it's fake you know when they're getting hurt and uh that was a great conversation um yeah you know spoiler alert it's real okay maybe the situation is whatever but there's some real stuff happening uh okay i promise you i would do it i mean look at me okay so that that's not gonna happen uh, but yeah, great conversation, really great guy. And um, he, he said a lot of great things, motivating things, uh, to be honest with you, uh, about, you know, training and getting through life. So it was a really great conversation. You know, sit back, enjoy it. You're going to love it. Tom's a great guy. And um, before we get to the episode, make sure if you, uh, you know, haven't yet, please like, follow our podcast on, you know, Spotify, Apple, uh, podcast leave us a review if you can that'd be cool make sure you follow us on facebook and on you know twitter and instagram and all the social media you'll find us under texas real food okay so you go there you'll find all the uh, lone star plate stuff or you can follow me online uh patrick scott armstrong you know instagram facebook that's really it um so anyway um yes thank you so much for listening we appreciate uh everybody that uh, tunes into the show and um again if you ever have any questions you know leave us a comment let us know what's going on so without further ado our guest tom pritchard enjoy it first a couple things um on your school that you have but two we actually had mark henry on the podcast and i had read you had um 
uh, initially trained him in the beginning. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Cool little connection there. Yeah. 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 Very cool connection. Yeah. Yeah. It was great having uh, Mark um, on and, and talking wrestling and that was great. Well, well, you, but you guys talk food. What do you, what do you, what is the, yeah. the we talk thing, everything. Man. I just think of it like, um, do, have you ever listened to Joe Rogan podcast before? Right, there's a Pope shit in the woods. It's a very Catholic. Right. <laughs> hey, you'd be surprised. Right? You'd be no, surprised. Not you'd really. be surprised. So, you know, that's basically what it's like. We just, st you know, get it going and we just start talking. That's right it. On. There's no, 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 uh, no I rules to it. Yeah. We talk food. We'll talk tech, whatever comes up really. You know, I have some <laughs> questions. I have some things, um, you know, but really anything. I look, we, I talked about UFOs with this last guy, uh, uh, in this band that they, cause that's what he wanted to talk. About. He just read it. We talked about, you know, just again, yeah. it's just like a Rogan podcast. We just leave it Very open cool. and no rules. So <laughs> do you, do you guys yeah. smoke pot. Do you guys smoke <laughs> pot and do DMT trips too? Yeah. <laughs> we'll get, we're getting dry. Yeah. I was going to say, we're getting, we're getting close. Right? We're getting yeah. close. Uh, yeah. Texas isn't like California where it's uh, legal. Although Rogan's moving to Austin. Yes, he is. He's yes, coming he here. It's a big play. A lot of people are coming to Texas and uh, Austin specifically. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, I can understand why. I can't. Yeah. It's a cool city. It, it really is. Um, it surprises me a little bit, but not really in a lot of ways. Um, if you've ever been to the city, it's. Um, I have. Yeah. I've sure been to Austin. Yeah. Great place, my right? My brother, my brother used to live in Austin, actually. So. Oh, right on. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. How was it living up in. Um, up in Tennessee, up in well, Knoxville. Well, the thing is, uh, I've been here before, but uh, we moved back from Tampa, you know, when uh, when I had a temporary leave of, leave of service or whatever, when I got fired, because uh, our daughter was going to University of Tennessee. But I, I like Knoxville, man. It's pretty cool. It's, it's yeah. laid back. It's, it's exactly what I need in my life. So it's great. Does it fit the, uh, you know? fit the school and everything you're trying to do there is that you feel like this is a great place for it center of the country sort of too well are, are we rolling yeah yeah we're always great we're cool because it's, but it's not live I, obviously no no i didn't i just didn't want to waste any stories because i can't tell the no, same no. story twice not the same yeah but. no 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 uh, knoxville is, is a unique town it's kind of like austin has some music and the keep austin weird theme and all that good stuff and knoxville is kind of the same thing it's uh oh. it's, it's a good place for wrestling fans or uh wrestling fans with an r <laughs> as well you know man it, yeah i was i was here years ago we had smoky mountain wrestling uh back in the 80s and and that was a big a big thing before everything just crashed and everybody went to new york but yeah it's, it's kind of a good uh a good place for wrestling, wrestling, and all that good stuff because you have people coming out from the hills and they still yeah, want to yeah. believe and they still want to want to see guys fight and still want to have all the good times that go with it. But uh, the only problem is it's not like it used to be. So yeah. as the younger generation comes up, they're not as into the old school as we were. But uh, for our mm -hmm. wrestling school, yeah, for our wrestling school, we, we teach the basics and fundamentals because that never really goes out of style for, for anything, yeah. I think. Sure. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. That makes, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I find, I find it fascinating, uh, this school that you have. Um, you know, I, I have to confess, um, I'm not – I don't watch a lot of wrestling um, at all. I, I used to um, in the 80s, like, you know, Hulk Hogan. And, you know, I was all into that as, as a kid. I mean, big time for sure. 
Um, I, I just don't watch sports um, anymore. But, you know, I'm still fascinated by this sport uh, because, of course, you just see, you know, the athleticism that goes on. How, how do you feel? You know, the first thought that came to me when when I saw that I was going to have to interview you and, you know, I started researching you and, I, you know, I got all excited about it. Um, and I thought, you know, my first question is how do you respond to people that always that think that wrestling is somehow fake or something, right? Like this is the most ridiculous thing I, I ever heard. If you just see a video of these people and what they do. Well, I, I think they mistake fake and predetermined. Uh, the bumps are real. What we do in the ring is real. We're not actually going out to kill each other or anything like that, <laughs> but, but, but you can get injured. This is, there is a method yeah. to our madness. It, it, it is learning how to fall, right? It is learning how to apply the holes, right? It is learning how to do simulated combat. We make no bones about it, but anybody who's ever had the opportunity to be in a wrestling ring understands, well, what you mean when you say fake, uh, is it predetermined? Of course. But is it hard work to make it look as best as you can and get people lost in the action and lost in, in what we're doing? And that's the, the key part of it, and that's the element we're looking to do, um, is have guys go out, and it's like going to a movie or it's like going to a live performance it you 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 have four sides and you're doing it live and, and you don't get a chance if you mess up people are gonna go ah gotcha so while you say it's fake uh you know i i i was born in el paso and then we moved to houston and in the 60s the 1960s wrestling certainly came from the carnivals and the, uh circuses and things like that but what you had was a group a group of guys especially in texas again we have a bunch of rednecks and good old boys and like to get drunk and who know who knows what a real fight looks like and knows what a real fight yeah. feels like yeah. so when you had guys like uh, the funk family in west texas and and johnny valentine and wahoo mcdaniel in east texas and you had these kind of people coming to uh your towns like El Paso or in Abilene, Lubbock, Odessa, wherever it may be, you had guys who would go out there in the 1960s and even in the 70s and 80s who would do their best to convince everyone who's watching that what they were doing was legitimate and on the up and up. That would mean you would see the welts the chops, somebody throw a chop, you would see the welts on the body. You would see somebody punch another guy in the, in the, in the eye for real, just to make everybody, uh, to convince everybody it was real. And, and that was fascinating to me. That was the insanity of it. But you had guys like Terry Funk, Dory Funk Sr., Dory Funk Jr., um, Iron Mike DiBiase, uh, all these guys who would go out there and, back then you know it's it's been a work since day one and everybody knew it was it was cooperation not competition until you got some of these guys who took it way serious and was gonna was gonna show everybody hey this is for real and we would hit each other in the eye or you would make sure the welts came up just to show everybody hey this isn't fake uh but it's the premise that they had to come from. It was a different culture. It was a different lifestyle. It was a different world 
whole yeah. whole different world back then. Yeah. Nowadays, we, we Vince McMahon didn't want to insult everyone's intelligence and said, "Listen, we're." we're and, and the reason the reason Vince went on TV and said, we're not going to insult your intelligence. What we're doing is sports entertainment. And he did that to get away from the commissions, the, the taxes and things like that. As soon as he did that, he had a guy from Texas, Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, from Edna, Texas, actually. And then he had guys like uh, Triple H, The Rock, Mick Foley, another guy from Texas, The Undertaker, who takers from Houston, too. Oh, then wow. they went out there, and after they, they said, look, sports entertainment. Well, then they went out there again and just beat the hell out of each other to prove that what we're doing in the ring is, isn't so easy, and not just anybody can do it. There is talent behind it, and there is a method oh, yeah. to, to the way we do it. Again, we're not trying to kill each other. We're <laughs> we're going out there. We're, we're giving you a hell of a show, a hell of a, a hell of a match, and and that's what we do when we teach. That's that's what I do when I teach. Explain yeah. to everybody. You have to come from a premise of, uh, do you believe this? Because if it looks good, you'll see it. If it sounds good, you'll hear it. If it's market right, you buy it. But if it's real, you will feel it. And so will everybody else. And there's a lot of guys in the business today who don't feel it and don't understand it. And that's why we're in the, <laughs> we're in the condition we're in with the business because so many guys could just get a ring, buy a ring, put it, put it up anywhere in their backyard in a, in a civic center in a national guard army, go out and, and have a show with uh, play wrestlers and go out and, and pretend. And there's a difference between the pros and the guys who go out and play. So hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's like street ball, right. Versus like the pros. Uh, I get it. Yeah. 100%. I mean, there's a lot of people, a lot of people love to play, uh, you know, pro basketball work, work in the NBA or, or NFL, but, uh, it takes years and it takes a lot yeah. of practice and same thing with professional wrestling. Uh, just because it is predetermined, everybody thinks they can do it, but they don't understand that, that mat, the ring that we work in is, is, pretty hard it's not a trampoline the ropes you hit yeah. some are cable some are real rope and it's a whole different element a whole different uh, side to it once you start training i think anybody that says it's fake should be flown into a ring right and like t t and, and then they have to fight and then like show uh, okay, the, there's some real things happening, right? Again, it's predetermined, but there's real things happening. I mean, it's, it's it's ludicrous uh, when I hear that argument. And I don't even watch wrestling, uh, and I can still see that, look, these people are really athletic. I mean, you must be crazy. Have you seen their training? You know, the way that these people train, I think I've seen more training than anything. Um, you know, it's insane, the amount of training that goes in and the bulk and, you know, what, what happens. And you see blood, you see people... You know, mistakes happen too. I'm sure you've predetermined things, but hey, this this arm went this too far, and this went too too far, and well, uh, you know, I, I would say this, uh, you, especially in this this time frame that we're we're in now, with with uh, not being able to have people come in and watch for for all yeah. kinds of sporting events. Um, sure, it 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 really is. Uh, a testament to the guys who have to go out there and work three hours a night and with no people. But you also have to, you also, you look at some of the stuff that's out there today and it, it is so horribly done. It's terribly done. There's, there's a show on TNT right now called 
AEW, All Elite Wrestling. And it's a bunch of guys who uh, have got together. And one guy is Chris Jericho, who's a superstar in WWE. He's been around forever and ever. But Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes, some, you have some pros there. Then you have guys who don't look like wrestlers who just want to play wrestler and they actually are in this organization. So you look at that, some of the stuff they do and it doesn't suspend your belief. It, it It's as hokey and as phony as it could <laughs> look and be. So yeah. they don't do the business any favors by doing that. But, you, but at the same time, you know, back in the 1960s and 70s, I was born in 1959. So, man, I'm about to turn 61 years old. I understand. I don't want to be that guy. Hey, you kids, get off my lawn. It's not it. <laughs> but we didn't have the video games that are out there today. And we didn't have the opportunities. We had three channels. And the reason we watched wrestling, because it was on Saturday afternoon or Sunday morning, you know, and then you had Meet the Press and Face the Nation. No! At, at 10 years old, you don't want to meet, watch Meet the Press for Face Nation. You want to watch Terry <laughs> Funk and, uh, you know, the Infernos uh, wrestle in a match and, and do crazy, goofy stuff. And, and that's what we did. Nowadays, there's so many things that vie for your attention and so many things that, that people um, are, are, just, are distracted by. And professional wrestling, um, you know, is not in, a, in an up period right now. We understand that. But but you need you need characters you need stars you need people that draw your attention and guys like The Rock guys like Stone Cold Steve Austin um, had that magnetism and had that charisma and had that ability to uh, get a casual fan who didn't know anything about wrestling but could could tell you about a guy who trash talk and be entertaining um, yeah. you know that was. It yep. uh, always has been the key to wrestling. Be entertaining, draw people to watch you. That story, right? The backstory and the characters that get created. And, you know, it becomes this, uh, you know, yeah, this sort of like Shakespearean, right? This exactly. thing happening. I, I love it. I, that, that actually draws me into it um, more so maybe than at least when I did watch it back in those days. That's what drew me into it more than the actual fighting even sometimes. Well, exactly. Know? I mean, that when you were watching during the Hogan era, it was, uh, uh, you know, say your prayers, take your vitamins and, you know, <laughs> you know right, wrong or indifferent, man. Sure. I, yeah, I, I get it and I understand it. And Vince, my God, you can't, you can't fault him because he found the marketing. He, he found a way that, uh, it used to be blood and guts and I'm going to come out and get you. And it was for a title and it was for personal reasons. And, and you, yeah. you, you know, flattened my tires and caused me to be <laughs> late and caused me to move the, leave this match or lose this match, whatever. And then it became a cartoon and uh, you can't knock success. I mean, 70, 93,000 people in the Superdome uh, with Andre the giant versus Hulk Hogan. That, that's the name of the game is making money. And Vince, found a way to do that and uh you had people who never would be caught dead at a wrestling match are you kidding me that wrestling <laughs> that phony crap but yet yet they might watch it and be closet wrestling fans and uh you know but but it it is pretty primal it is pretty basic and it is uh one of those 
entertainment genres that if you get guys who understand how to tell the story and in and you're right it's very shakespearean very uh primal in the fact that uh uh you know wrestling is as old as as life it is as life itself i mean we all hand-to-hand combat was part of our uh basic nature and in the beginning that's the way most of these guys approached it and they went out there and tried to make yeah, tried to make it look as legitimate as possible. And also back in the early days, you actually had to have a little bit of wrestling knowledge and skill because you had people who wanted to test you in the ring. You had people who, who would take advantage of you. And if you didn't know how to do that, even though it was yes, a performance, yes, an art, um, you, you still had, you you got jerks in every profession. And then if they saw that you couldn't defend yourself and they could, they might take advantage of you. So, the, so in the earlier days, uh, certainly a lot earlier than than the the two thousands, uh, the guys had to know some kind of skill. You had to know a little bit of wrestling because yeah. if you didn't, you're going to get eight alive, and that's the way you pretty much uh, earned your stripes. Um, you, you had to be able to draw money, but you had to be able able to protect yourself. So. Uh, yeah, it, it was very cool. It was intriguing to me that these guys would could go on TV and talk trash and then go in the ring and do these insane moves. And my dad would say, why would you let anybody shoot you to the ropes? Why would you bounce off? And he's telling me all this stuff, too. But yet me, I'm watching, I'm seeing these guys uh, as superheroes. I'm seeing these guys doing incredible things that I wanted to do. And, uh, you know, Mark Henry, one of your guests before, will tell you the same thing. He grew up uh, watching wrestling, got to shake Andre the Giant's hand as a kid and pat him on the back or whatever it was. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very um, – it's, it's, it's got a lot of interesting characters, not only in wrestling but in life. Some of these guys walked around like that all day, all year, <laughs> all the time, you know? So – that's good. They become the persona yeah. of the person. Well, it's easy to do. It's easy to get yeah. lost. Yeah. That happens with uh, musicians too, right? And maybe even yes. some actors, maybe even. Well, it's funny because I was just uh, listening to, you ever heard of Joe Rogan? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I was listening to, to a couple of guys talking about Sam Kennison. And, you know, Kennison, my goodness, uh, doesn't get any more larger than life, you know, except yeah. Rodney Dangerfield or guys yeah. like that. And same thing, those guys would get lost after doing their set, doing their gig, and all of a sudden, Kennison especially was a madman. But, yeah. you know, talk, talking about the things he did after his gig and going back to the room or going to the club or finding something else to do, and you just go, oh, yeah, I've done it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and yeah. then you, you ask yourself, how'd you wake up this morning? And well, <laughs> you know, by the grace of God, I guess, yeah, but yeah, right. it was, it was a wild, wild, uh, wild, wild West back then too. Very, very yeah. Well, I'm sure. Um, you know, how, how do you think, um, you know, that's a good question. Uh, a good point you bring up, um, you know, how has, wrestling changed from then to now in the biggest ways like you know well i i really think it's just been available to anybody who can get a ring anybody can uh uh buy wrestling dress however they want to dress but they can they can 
put a wrestling ring at literally in their backyard, film it, put it on YouTube and they're a star. Everybody yeah. wants to be a star these days. When in the early days, and I'll just take it from when I was born, you know, in the 1960s, all the way through the seventies, the eighties, um, it wasn't so much celebrity. It was the guys on TV, the guys that were going from town to town were special because they were the legit deal. They were the real deal. They were these crazy wild guys who would go from town to town and get there, uh, have their match, go out and sweat, knock the living hell out of each other. I mean, you, you hit in safe places, but, yeah. but think about the insanity of this. Uh, you had a guy like Johnny Valentine, very big name in Texas, huge name in Texas in the 60s and 70s. Uh, and he got off on not only just knocking the hell out of you with a huge form or huge chops, everything he did, he wanted to make look legitimate. And he was as legit as you got. Uh, but he also enjoyed getting hit back. And it, it, would, it would give him goosebumps. He just, like, got off on it, man. <laughs> and you had, you had guys like that. Nowadays, everybody wants to believe they know what's going on. And everybody wants to believe they know how to do it. And that's not the case. There's timing. There's pacing. There's feeling. There's knowing. There's instinctual things you have to have. And it, that's why the basics and fundamentals are, are so important, because if you get lost uh, having this elaborate spot, elaborate number of moves that you have memorized, you guys talked about it in the back, and you know what you're going to do. If something happens, and it will happen, and you mess up, and you have A, B, C, D, E, F planned out, everything you're going to do, and you get to point B and you've lost it or the people aren't reacting to what you're doing. You have to know how to switch gears. You have to go how to go in a different direction. Um, and it takes years to understand that it is like being a stand-up comic. You can tell jokes all day long in front of an empty building or, or an empty building. Uh, yeah. An empty room or in front of a mirror, but you don't have your timing. You don't learn that until you go in front of a live audience. Same thing with yeah. wrestling. Same thing. Any, any live performance, what works in front of this crowd may not work in front of this crowd and, and vice and on and on. So you have to have enough in your repertoire to know how to change, know how to adapt, know how to uh, do something else until they bite, until they hook on it. And Oh, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that the, that the show would be ch like, I didn't know that, that you might adapt or improv if you will. Hey, this, they're not. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know no. that. I thought, okay, this is the moves and we're just going, right? We're just going to take it to the end See, that's and that's the thing. it. Here, here's I, the thing. That, I love that. I, I actually love hearing that. That's really yeah, cool. That, that, that's why you have to get in the ring. And, and sometimes when I worked in Japan, uh, they don't speak English. You may know what you're going to do at the very end, but how you get there is really yeah. up to you. So okay. how do you call the moves? How do you read the guy's body language if he can't speak English or I can't speak Japanese? So wow. you have to know enough body language. If I shoot him off the ropes, I have to know if he's going to come off with a tackle or if I'm going to jump up and leapfrog it. Yeah. Or if I'm going to give him a clothesline or what I'm going to do. So he has wow. to be prepared for that. And I have to be prepared for what I'm going to do and vice versa. So there's a lot of elements that are involved there. And a lot of things that people don't think about say, Oh, it's all fake. Let's just go out and do this, 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 and this. Well, what happens if you go out and do this and you get hurt and you got to still go 15 minutes on TV? 
yeah. things like that. So, I mean, that, that just goes back to the uh, training basics and fundamentals. And I say that always, it never goes out of style. I mean, that makes sense, right? You know, it's almost like hearing, you know, uh, there's some famous actors that, that have, I've heard them say like, you know, look, the best way to actually improv on set as your character, right, in a scene or whatever, is to actually be the most prepared. Yeah. You know, I, I know everything in and out about my character, the lines, every your lines, right? This guy's lines, everything. So that if I do make a move off script improv, it's because I know everything that's happening, it's going on and it makes it easier. And that comes from experience and training and, you know, just years of that. And it sounds a lot like that. You know, you, you learn all these things. Yeah, that's, that's fascinating. I just had no idea. Well, yeah, I think it. I think it just goes in life, and and the most one of the most important things about professional wrestling is being able to cut a promo or to be able to talk and com communicate with the people, whether it's what you do in the ring or what you say outside the ring. And I think it does hold true with actors, comedians, uh, stand up, whatever whatever line of performing you're doing, I think there is a certain amount of improv and realism and uh, authenticity that you have to portray. And it may not be what's written down on that piece of paper at the time. And, and it may be something that comes from your own mind just in the moment. And, and it might be a lot better. Uh, and same thing with, with, I agree, professional wrestling. And I think that's a huge thing that's missing from our business today because so many guys think it's one thing when it's actually totally different yeah that makes sense um what what is the yeah i'm curious um because you said earlier there's this other program like on tnt and then you've got wwe you've got wwf i don't even know if that still exists i don't even know all the different you know places you can wrestle so when someone comes to your school what is their like end goal in mind are they thinking they want to get on wwe on tv or what what is their end goal well the majority of people that want to go to wrestling school certainly want to be a big wrestling star they want to be so, the rock right like well, that's well, sure. that's their okay of course that makes sense that makes sense yeah makes perfect sense but but here's the thing um the rock worked his ass off the rock what did did everything you do i mean uh you, do you know why the rain dance works it's because they don't stop dancing until it starts raining in other words you don't stop <laughs> until you get what you want and, yeah. and a lot of people don't understand that a lot of people when we talk about and say the words sacrifice dedication perseverance they're just words you don't understand we train from six to ten so that's a long time that's monday through friday that's every night. So 10 o'clock, you're going to be, be sweating. You want to go home, take a shower, go up. Then you have to get up at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, whatever your job is, go to work, and then do it again the next day. So people who want to do that and people who really want to do it will find a way to do it. What we do, and we've been in business since uh, January 2019, we've had, we have a couple promoters that we have been able to send our guys to to get basic work here in Tennessee and surrounding states. One of our ladies, uh, Emily, Emily Anzulis, just had a match or didn't have a match. She was featured on Monday night uh, at the Performance Center for Raw, WWE. 
Wow. And we've had guys go for, for extras. We've had guys go to the TV tapings uh, just to be looked at. So it, it, nobody, I don't know of two people who've gotten the break the exact same way. It, it is show business. Just make no doubt about it. Professional wrestling is show biz. And it's not fair. It's very subjective. It's if, do you have a look, do you have something that we might be able to, to market and put in front of people because that's the idea. People don't always understand that. They think if I can come in, I learn the moves, I'm going to be a big star. It ain't always about the moves. It's not how much you do in the ring. It's what you do in the ring. But what we do in the ring is really a smidgen of what the business is about. The real work, the real connection is backstage, is learning who you are as a person, as a performer. Can you play the mind games? Do you understand how the mind game is going to be played with you? That's showbiz, man. That's like yeah. anybody. Very competitive, can be very petty, can be um, the stupidest thing in the world. And people get <laughs> mad, upset. And, and then it could be a dumb thing uh, uh, that, that, that you take a gamble on. Uh, if yeah. somebody writes a, a promo for you. And, and you're going to do battle with, with somebody else in the ring. You know, you guys have your promo all worked out and you get in the ring and this guy goes off script intentionally on purpose to throw you off, to see if you can take it, to see if you know how to fight back. Can you battle Damn. him? Happens. Happens. Wow. As a matter of fact, it happened with the rock and wow. Hunter Helmsley went off script and he did it intentionally. And rock was hot and came back and said, um, doing what I'm supposed to do. And he's yeah. taking it a whole different direction. And somebody told him, okay, he's getting his ass chewed out right now. But if you're confident enough in what you can say, have enough in your uh, repertoire, have enough to, to pull out when he says this and you go back and forth and you guys battle and you play off each other. Uh, if it's entertaining, if it draws, then go for it. It's the same thing we just talked about movies. You know, if you have a script, but yet you're feeling this and you go with yeah. it and you keep filming and it's better than what's written on the page, by all means. And uh, people want to do, they say they want to do this. But do you really want to come in to a sweat box and bump, fall down on purpose, uh, learn how to do these things? Yes, we teach you correctly. But at the same time, if you've never taking bumps if you've never fallen down know how to do a break fall or do know how to do a roll uh you're 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 gonna feel it and the difference between <laughs> the ones who feel it and keep coming back and doing it and the ones who feel it and oh my back hurts and oh i can't do it today but i'll do it tomorrow and then the next day they do the same thing oh my back's just not right yet well, that is the difference. Um, the difference is those are the ones who really, the ones who, yeah. who keep getting in or really love it. And, and if you don't love professional wrestling, and you don't love the performance part of it, as well as the traveling, you know, traveling five hours sometimes, five hours sometimes for not a whole lot of money, but for the experience, for the uh, chance to network, for the opportunity to build that road you're on and, and get some, uh, uh, connections and get people who will see you and want, want to yeah. book you and, and have you on their show. You know, that that's, that's the part that a lot of people don't understand. The grind, right? It's the grind, grind. the grind. Yeah. Can't, yeah. yeah. Can't forget playing, that. Playing some of these, uh, again, I love live stand up, man. They, they used to have side splitters here. 
and they had side splitters in Tampa. And my wife and I would go watch these guys, man. And they, they're, it's the same thing with wrestling. They're playing this club for a week and that club for a week. And, yeah. and you're going around and the same thing guys, uh, in wrestling you had to figure out and and you're not all madison square garden you're gonna get these little hell holes and of course you're get these places that's the majority of them right that's the grind is the, the majority of it is that and and yeah. if you do the grind if you put in the time maybe you'll get that opportunity right and it's probably a little luck as well maybe even involved. well yeah i i truly believe this i this is something i heard as a kid too but you know there's three kinds of people in this world those who try and when they don't make it, they say, at least I tried. And then those who give it their best shot. And when they don't make it, they say, I gave it my best shot. Then those who say, whatever it takes. And you don't know whatever it takes until you get to that crossroad, you know. Uh, are you willing to drive seven hours? I mean, seven hours to, to, to not make a lot of money. And maybe you're in front of 40 people, sometimes less. But you yeah. drove seven hours hours to get in the ring and to perform are you willing to do that or will you get there and go god almighty never again and, and if you do then you under, understand it's not for you and and it's yeah. not for everybody truly really not that should be everybody's first that that should be everybody's first uh wrestling match like just as like just a you know just yeah. to like weed, weed it weed them out right like well a lot of times it is i mean my, you know. my first my first match was in Bryan, texas and uh, I was wearing orange because I, I went to Adobe High School. I didn't go to college, but orange is Longhorn colors. And Bryan, Texas yeah. is what, uh, uh, burgundy or, or red. <laughs> Aggies. Or no, Aggies. Aggies, yeah. yeah. And totally. I thought, you know, hey, but, but I didn't care. And, and uh, at the same time, I mean, yeah, it's not for everybody. And, and if you don't dig going seven hours and, and doing whatever you got to do to make it, then it ain't for you. I mean, that's the guy, you know, that's almost with any career you're going to get in. There's a grind. And if you're not, if you can't put in the grind, what are you doing? I mean, good luck. I mean, good yeah. luck. Go to, go down the next job line or career. They're going to expect a grind as well, right? It doesn't matter. So you might as well grind for what you love. That's always yeah. been my, my thing. And I'm not sure that, that everybody who gets in this is for, is for the love of wrestling. I think it's for the love of being famous. And sure. Uh, makes, yeah. you, you want to be famous and do your TikTok, and I got, I got a guy right now. <laughs> I do. I got a guy right now who, uh, he, he signed up with us in, in 2019 and, uh, he's never watched wrestling. He was, he's, he was 24 when he signed up with us, never watched wrestling in his life. Great looking kid, 230 pounds, uh, was, wasn't allowed to watch wrestling. Wasn't allowed to play football. Wasn't allowed to lift weights when he, oh, wow. Yeah, when he got to be 18, uh, he, was, he left home, uh, joined his gym, built his body up, a uh, million-dollar body with a two-cent brain. Um, <laughs> just wants to be famous. He came to us the first night, and, and I, I said, why do you want to do this? I said, well, uh, I saw it in the paper, and they said that the Rock's trainer is going to be here. The Rock's trainer. Do you know who trained The Rock? Do you do you know who no. trained him? No, no, you don't. No, no, you. I mean, I know you helped train him in no, the beginning. I, that's yes. what I read. That's I did. I trained The Rock. So I said, "Well, have you met him yet?" He goes, "No." So he didn't have a clue. He didn't have a clue. And he was one of these guys who uh, 
can go to the gym, do the CrossFit stuff and, and press a, a barbell over his head with two plates on it. And then, then do this with just one hand and balance it completely and, and do the box jumps with, with two plates on a barbell, 225 pounds and wow. to do all this and fantastic stuff, but can't comprehend what I'm talking to him and telling him because it hurts and he just wants to be famous. <laughs> he, he just, he, he'll do TikTok. He has an only, he has an only fans page. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You know, okay. and, and I, and I said, yeah, man, I said, wait a minute. You do understand what, what you're doing here. He goes, well, well, yeah. I said, okay, you do understand that we'll do a background check on you. And, uh, so anyway, but little, little things like that, man. I mean, if you, I, it's not necessarily a love for the business anymore. I think it's just a love for being famous a lot of times. Sure. And you've got to deal with that, right? You've got to deal with, you know, these people coming in and, you know, you do know, you turn these people away? Do you, do you try to, you know, like for instance, this, this particular gentleman, are you going to continue to try to work with him? Or do you think, are there people just a lost call? You just think there's just no way he's not going to get it. You, you can well, already tell from the beginning. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I think I'm just saying hello to a lady who walked in. Some people just walk into my house and start <laughs> to pet my dog. Anyway, I think I think the thing with this guy is, uh, you know, um, I've had talks with him and I've really wanted him to make it because he's 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 probably the best. Uh, looking athlete we've had well one of a good looking athlete not the best one we have but we really tried to work with them what i find is this is they're going to weed themselves out I, I started with 14 people this class in june and four have already dropped out because they figured out uh, one dropped out the first week and he said hey because i i tell everybody you know try best shot whatever it takes and after the first week he came to me and says hey I'm one of the triers. I tried it and it's not for me. I respect that. You know, it's not for you by God. I, I get it because you're going to have to keep bumping. You have to keep doing the roles. You have to practice repetition. That's the key. So with my athlete, uh, he um, doesn't like to fall down and he's not dedicated to, to this. He's dedicated to being famous. He has his TikTok. He has his Instagram. He has all this stuff. But if, if, yeah, if, if they look for this guy and look at his background, a lot of stuff they're going to say, yeah, no. And I've told them, I've told them, yeah. dude, you got to, you got to be careful because a, a publicly traded company like WWE and most of the major companies out there, whether it is AEW, Ring of Honor, or whoever else, Impact, whoever else is out there. Um, they're going to do background checks because they want to know what kind of people they are presenting on their show that kids are going to watch and 100%. people, families, yeah, family, yeah. family's going to watch. And that's what it is. That's, it's supposed to be a uh, family show and, and, and the culture's changed. You, you have to be, you have to be on your toes. You can't say a lot of things. You can't do a lot of things that we could, uh, back in the eighties, hell, even in the nineties. So it's changed, man. It really has. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, especially now with, um, you know, t social media, right? Twitter and all this stuff. You can be crucified immediately uh, for something, um, you know, and the, and and they'll go back in your history. So you, you got to be careful for sure. Um, if you're going to be in the spotlight, it's kind of 
what comes with it. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, right. And we, we, we always tell people don't do anything and don't take any pictures that you wouldn't be ashamed to show your mom, yeah. uh, whether she's alive or not. But you know, if you, yeah. if you, if you get an only fans page, if you, you have you, a crazy ass mom, yeah. that well, might not be good advice, right? Somebody's like, Oh, my mom's like, <laughs> right, right. It's true, but then we explain it. We explain it that not everybody lives and subscribes to that that part. Of no, life. for sure. I mean, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. No, I know yeah, what you're yeah, saying. No, yeah. no, no. But but it's true, man. Because you're right. My, I mean, my mom was was one of those those people who was just out of her mind <laughs> and and wouldn't know what we were doing anyway. But but and I get that. But but this day and age, yeah, we stress that. And and yeah. not everybody's going to be a big star. Not everybody's sure. going to go to a major company. But we do what we can uh, to, to help them live their dream as best as they can because there are what we call independent wrestling shows out there. And we try to make sure that the independent shows that we send them to or know the guys um, who are running the show and know that they are uh, at least upstanding people for today's standards and for professional wrestling standards so yeah, yeah it, it's it's crazy but it is what it is and you know back in yeah. the old days we used to be able to do a lot of stuff that oh my god thank god there were no phones back then or cameras and stuff right absolutely uh that's um <laughs> I, yeah. I think about that with everything right it's yes. just like it's that's that's really what has changed uh the most i think well, I think I think it's changed not just with wrestling, but I mean with uh, music, rock and roll especially. Oh, yeah. But any 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 form of entertainment, uh, yeah. you know, you could get away with. I was reading something not too long ago about uh, you, you can't have you can't have the, a band like The Doors or ACDC or the Rolling Stones in their heyday, Aerosmith. I mean, some of these guys who were rocking and partying hard, Nirvana. Nirvana. They might have been the last ones, right? Yeah. That kind of just push the envelope was, there. It was that was a charm. That was the ambiance. That was yeah. just romanticized everything they did. And uh, you know, even I don't know if you kept up with the Johnny Depp trial recently with Amber Heard. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, he's talking about you know he did. He those were his heroes, Keith Richards and and guys like that. And I was I would look up to guys like the like. Dorian Terry Funk and Johnny Valentine and, and Wahoo McDaniel and these guys, Mark Lewin uh, is another guy that I started training, lifting weights with at 16 years old. And, and Mark Lewin's nickname was Maniac Mark Lewin. He was 6'5", 265 pounds of, of muscle and steel. And this, this wow. guy was, was out of his mind. But again, that was the culture. And I was learning from him, and he was one of those guys that didn't separate. Uh, he was the maniac twenty four seven. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, yeah. It, but but you can't do that these days. You can't. He's yeah. he's seventy eight years old today. Lives up in the uh, northwest and is still squatting two hundred fifty pounds. Holy you know? cow! Yeah, he's one of those freaks. He's one of those guys, and he still lives by uh, by his code that he's lived by and lived with his whole life so wow that's yeah. i mean i i you know it, it's it's funny because like i mean i would be the absolute most pathetic wrestler if ever if i was ever thrown in a ring i mean it would just be ridiculous uh well, yeah. yeah yeah but but you know you you would know your limitations and you know what yeah. you, you you couldn't couldn't do we have a we not we there's there's a kid now 
uh, with AEW, who's who's five four, uh, like a buck thirty, buck forty. His name is uh, I don't want to name him, uh, but but he's trying to be a wrestler, and it's that's pathetic because it's so obvious. It's just so obvious this kid does not belong in a yeah. ring with guys who were who were over two hundred pounds and actually, yeah. That's me. I don't belong there. I'm like, I would be rubbing thighs in the back in the locker room. I right. think that's that would be my job somehow uh, if I was involved <laughs> or, or announcer. Make me an announcer. I've got a good uh, I've got a good voice. Maybe. I don't know. Or cook. Right. I mean, I'm a chef, so maybe I'd be cooking yeah. for for training. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, every, everybody what, has their place. Let's talk about that with the. I'm curious about the food aspect of. Like, is that something y'all push as well? Diet and you know what kind of foods to eat, or do you, do you stay away from that? Well, I, personally, everybody uh, will will take responsibility. Uh, we we've given nutrition tips. I have a friend of mine who who knows nutrition and will tell people if they want it. Uh, but as far as my own regiment, man, I mean, I'm not so sure how far west you've gone but in el paso you have you heard of chico's tacos uh no i haven't oh oh but okay. i've probably been to a chico's tacos i can't imagine I, I would assume that that's probably a lot of places called chico's tacos maybe maybe but this yeah. is a famous chico's like a, tacos, a, a, a famous one right on i love el paso yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. El have paso. you been so you've been to el paso oh of course yeah absolutely okay. Well, well, the last time I was there, it was last year, and uh, my brother Bruce uh, and I were, were traveling. We, we flew in because we had to go see our brother and, anyway, uh, and we stopped at Chico's Tacos, which is, I think it's only only one place. I could be more, but Chico's Tacos. <laughs> well, I just mean like, you know, Juan's no, Tacos. Uh, yeah, I, look, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm half Mexican. I say that with all the love in the world, but if you go to like Mexico, there's literally be everything right just yes. this tacos this, the names don't matter it's all about the food they don't care about yes. the name well, that, right? but, like, but what i mean is they make their specialized tacos it's not a nice. taco they look like enchiladas or they look like uh, uh whatever rolled up and they're in the sauce and it's not tacos oh is it a birita birita maybe 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 so i don't know yeah, the sauce that, is what is is getting me because that's how they do the yeah bibitas. and it was but it's covered in the sauce man you get oh, four man. of them and, you, and it's a it's it's that great so that's so good so as far as the training for food and nutrition that was my <laughs> you know? i'm not i'm not worried about uh, any of that stuff anymore but yeah no yeah. no man it, it it really is i think you have to have fuel it's important and, right i mean it's it the fuel yeah it's the fuel yeah, and, and it just depends. It depends if you want to burn it clean or or eat what you can and and work out and do it. So uh, yeah. yeah, we don't we don't necessarily st stress that, but we do talk about it's everything combined. It yeah. is the appearance. It is the look. It's the the aura. It's 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 the the charisma you send out. It, it's it's how you are perceived, and not everybody believes that or subscribes to that. But yeah. But reality is uh, what it is when people see you. And if you look like, uh, if you look like, let's say, The Rock, uh, then people are going to believe that you can kick ass and take names. Yeah, but, 100%. But if, you, but if you look like uh, Fluffy, then they're going to say. If you look like me, you'd be like, yeah. what? Who is this guy? I mean, this is no well, way. Yeah, 100%. But, 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 you know, you could have evil lurking in your mind or you could have the goodness of a, of oh, a, of okay. a pure I see. heart. Uh, you know what I see, mean? See, I like how I your mind... This is how you know what you're talking oh, about because you're already thinking of how you can make it work. 
you have right, you're to already it. thinking of how you can make that work. I love that. Well, of course, you know, 20, 20 years after World War II was over, we had uh, in, in West Texas two Nazis, two bald-headed German legitimate uh, Nazis who were a tag team called the Von Brauners, and they were what big the and they were hell? bad. But wait a minute. In their, in their corner as their manager was this skinny, small guy who wore kind of a hat like yours, only he was black, and he had a black cane, and his name was Saul Weingroff. So this is 20 years after World War II had ended, and this Jewish manager is at ringside with these two Nazi Germans with the swastikas and the iron crosses on their gear. That's heat in 1964. Okay. You can't do that today, but that was a moral play that wrestling did. It was like Saul Weingroff. I didn't catch on when I was a kid. I didn't realize why he had so much heat. But a Jewish slime ball managing these two Nazis who were proud of it and wore it and, and displayed it. Whoa. So that's what I would always look for. I would look for the, the evil or the good. Yeah, that yeah. is absolutely. And that was real. Like they were real Nazis. Yeah, well, they they had actually real Germans. I don't know if they're real Nazis, but that was what they portrayed. Well, and, I mean, they, they they but they oh, loved they had, Nazis for real. Like they really believed that stuff. That's crazy. Well, I don't know if they really believed it because I'd never met them in, as a kid. Yeah, but I'm saying as the public the show, persona. Yeah, the as a public persona, yeah. you had, and that's why they got so heated. That's bald headed. Yeah, bald headed Germans called the Von Brauners and Saul Weingroff. Gentleman Saul Weingroff, by the way. And he would do some evil, evil stuff. I mean, they they attacked poor young Terry Funk on Amarillo television, cut his hair, beat the living hell out of him. And this caused the Funk family to want to get revenge and have the two Von Brauners, along with that manager, Saul Weingroff in a six-man tag match and the people would wait and anticipate the funk family getting a hold of that weasel wine groff and and they would they would prolong it and prolong it and finally the climax wow. of the match you know you would get a piece of wine groff you know that and and it was just a again you talk about shakespearean and uh totally yes. yeah it, it, it's, a, it's a moral play yeah it was 100 percent. that is nuts uh, you know it almost sounds like they knew what they were doing yeah, those guys yeah. knew what they were doing. Right? That sounds sure like did. they really knew what they they knew what buttons to push and they knew what they were doing and they knew it would draw a crowd and that's kind of smart in a way. Yeah, the problem the problem we we're finding today is uh you 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 have to be so PC and yeah. you have to you can't do a lot of that stuff these days. In in yeah. wrestling or or stand up or movies or any of this thing you, you know because somebody's going to get offended and somebody's sure. going to going to not sure. like you but yeah. but wrestling has always been uh, I think we'll always have a place for uh, moral plays and and something for people to to hang their hat on if we get oh. any more superstars 100% um you know do, I I'm curious if like I know people come in and want to be a star and be famous and and that are they do people come in though with the expect exception expectation expectation of like I want to be an actor, but I'm trying to get my way through wrestling, right? Is that are they uh, are they that upfront about it? 
Uh, not necessarily in that way that I want to be an actor. They understand there's a certain amount of reacting and, and acting, I think plays a huge part of that, no doubt, yeah. but you have to react in wrestling and it has to look spontaneous and it has to look real and it has to be believable and you have to be authentic and authenticity. What I mean is if, if you, I have a, I have, Every example in the world I've experienced uh, in over 40 years, uh, yeah, over 40 years of wrestling, have a guy, I have a guy who's training this, this session who has never been hit, never had a fight, uh, doesn't, he, he's just here for the experience. And I asked him this uh, <laughs> two weeks ago. Oh. And uh, because he, he doesn't know how to react when someone locks up with him or pushes him or or acts aggressively towards him. He doesn't know what to do. He's he's never been hit, slapped, anything. And and he'll put his hand like, hey, hey, <laughs> and, instead of rearing back. And um, so he came just for the experience. But he, you know, he hurt his back, and he's been out more than he's really been in the ring. Uh, but, but he wants to, he says he wants to learn how to, uh, be, uh, act like a wrestler, but it's not the acting, it's the reaction. And it's yeah. the, again, how you do it. If you don't know what it's like to get hit, how do you know how to react when you get hit? You don't know. But if you watch somebody and you study somebody and, and we talk about studying guys like I'll name names, but I know you won't know them. Dick Murdoch, Terry Funk, Jerry Lawler. Um, guys, I've heard of Jerry Lawler from uh, right. Andy uh, Kaufman. Andy Kaufman, yeah. Yes, yes. Andy Kaufman was perfect for professional wrestling because that was his stick. He wanted to put uh, put off the audience. He was he was it, it was always trying to get somebody hot. Always trying to push. Yeah. The devil, always just trying. And he to was piss good off. at it. He was the best. He was <laughs> tremendous, and and he was great for this. He 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 would have been perfect. In fact, he was perfect uh, for professional. So he did help. It did help wrestling. He did help wrestling in some way. You think it did bring attention to it? By all means, have you wow. ever seen? Have you seen the David Letterman uh, part? Oh yeah, Lawler? yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, that more people. In, in I didn't know if that time. was real or not. Like for the longest time, I honestly, I still don't know if that was real or not. Well, the good thing about that was. Lawler slapped Kaufman and they didn't tell anybody that was going to happen. Uh, and when Lawler slapped Kaufman on the, on the uh, late show, uh, promoters started calling Lawler to book him in their town because back wow. then it was, it was what we called K Fabe and nobody knew about it. And the Houston promoter, the guy who, who I was able to work with and, broke me in Paul Bosch famous famous promoter in wrestling called Lawler and could Lawler told me the story I asked him about it and uh, he said Paul Bosch called him and said how proud he was of him for defending wrestling stepping up and and uh, slapping the living crap out of that guy and I want to bring you into Houston he brought him in like uh, I think for two months and then Paul Bosch would, would pay very very well and and Lawler said I couldn't smarten anybody up because they really believed it so even the people in the business 
uh, believed that that, yeah. that was that was legit. Yeah. But what really happened is Lawler and Kaufman were, were working with each other, and they knew it. And Andy took the shot, and that's what you did in wrestling. That's why I go back to again the early days. You you would take those shots. You would take what we call the hard way, and somebody would slap you just to show you it's real, and you you could it wasn't phony. He slapped yeah. it. It's real. Yeah. I mean, you can see, I mean, you can, I mean, a hundred percent. It is a yeah, real hit. Yeah. And that was, that was the part where you go, well, that wasn't fake. And that's what people. Exactly. People that That's where the ambu ambiguity begins right there yeah. is you're just like, whoa, wait a second that he really did like beat the living. And then it looked like he really wanted to keep beating him. Right. <laughs> like, right. I mean, it just looks so real. Well, the, and that was, again, the huge, uh, a huge element in the business is we were always trying to uh, do the con and get people to believe. It. And if you could get the boys to believe it, the guys in the back, you know, that was even better, you know, so you didn't always uh, tell everybody I your see. business, you know, you, you would go out and some people go, hey, what is... Why, why'd you have to go that far? What was that about? Yeah. When, when you the other guy knew and you knew and then that's all you needed to know to make it work. And uh, unfortunately these days, because of the internet and because of all the things that's available, too many people think they know everything. And uh, while they may know some things, they don't know everything. And that's what I tell guys to keep your, some mystery about you. If you're going to go on Facebook, if you're going to go on Twitter, don't tell them every little thing. Don't take a picture of your food. Don't take a picture of what you're, doing make it calculated at least be be mysterious or or have yeah. a little bit of uh uh something special about you and uh these days again who would who would want to be a celebrity how do you be a celebrity anybody can be a celebrity again i go back to youtube or or yeah. or your tiktok or your tic tac or your whatever <laughs> it is man and and it's not special anymore it's really yeah. not because anybody yeah. can yeah, that's true. Um, that that is an interesting, that is interesting way to to look at it. Um, yeah, it's a double edged sword of anybody can become anything. Anybody can become anything. Yeah, you, you can know? you can have a you can have a podcast. You can you can put it out there. You can make it about whatever you want to make it. Yeah. And and I, I I see stuff all the time, and I don't know who they are but then i read about it and i go okay you found your niche the guy john paul is that that the guy john or this, paul. Uh, I don't from, know. okay some guy who uh, the only reason i know him is he challenged uh anybody to wrestle him he's a he's a, a youtube guy oh and, um that's not it? his name it's you're What's close uh yeah, I don't Jake Paul maybe Jake or Paul, Paul yeah. or some, uh, yeah, something. The Paul's right. Paul. Yeah, yeah so Paul's Paul. right. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, any anybody can do that, and the, and they'll they'll get known for a little while, but then they'll fade away, and somebody else will come in, and that's yeah. cool. I mean, whatever you want to do, but uh, the, the every every generation has their thing. And I, I guess every generation before them, all those kids today and all, they don't know we had the yeah, best stuff. Totally. <laughs> okay. Well, totally. yeah, man, we, we think it was great. And I have this discussion with a good friend of mine who, who is close to 80 and he still wants to believe that wrestling should be the way it used to be. Well, it would be nice, but it's not going to be the way it used to be. And it's, it's only going to progress and it's only going to go swing so far this way 
before they have to bring it back and, and make it make it appealing again. How you do that? That's the trick. I don't know, but um, yeah, it, it's 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 a crazy crazy way of looking at it that uh, anybody can do it. Uh, not everybody's going to be great at it, but you'll get your name out there for doing crazy stunts and doing stupid stuff like jumping yeah. off a building or jumping off the balcony of a mall. They yeah. had that too. And, um, we just have to keep moving on. The one thing though, I will say, uh, the basics and fundamentals never go out of style if you want to do this stuff, man. So it's all good. That's right. Yeah. That's wow. I mean, um, yeah, I agree, I agree with all that. Well, Tom, how, how do people, um, let's talk just briefly a little bit about, um, you know, the details of, you know, how people can connect with, with you online, the school online websites, you know, that, that sort yeah. of thing. Well, uh, once again, uh, we, we've been in business. We just started and uh, it's Glenn Jacobs. You've heard of Glenn Jacobs? No. Uh, Kane. Kane. Thank you. Yeah, Glenn Jacobs uh, and I are partners in the Jacobs Pritchard Wrestling Academy. That's Our awesome. website, yeah, we have a website uh, called jpwrestlingacademy.com with all our information on it, man. You can apply, you can uh, uh, look at the picture, see who, who we've, we, we've had people come visit the school. Uh, Seamus Mark Henry's come visited. Um, oh, wow. The nice. Undertaker, uh, yeah, has come <laughs> by. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, We've had a bunch of guys stop by, just pop in to see the school. And, uh, again, we've had guys that that have gone on and are wrestling for AEW, wrestling for WWE, and uh, it's a a great opportunity. We're we're on Twitter. We're on all social media. But uh, jpwrestlingacademy.com has all the information on it. I have a book, by the way. And you can find my book on Amazon.com. Just type in Dr. Tom Pritchard's book. It's a curriculum from one-year guide for professional wrestling. Uh, but we, we, we've been doing this now about a year and a half. The COVID slowed everybody down, but we don't plan on stopping anytime soon. Uh, we're finishing up this session. We have one more session in 2020. It's going to last through uh, November 20th, October 20th, excuse me. And uh, then we're going to just do some individual classes the rest of this, this year and see where 2020 takes us, man. So, but it's, it's, it. it's, it's been very cool. And I, I, I'm looking forward to our, to a, to a, a normal year, whatever yeah. that is from now on, <laughs> no matter how long it takes. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. kidding. I, th- I think we're all uh, ready for that uh, normal or whatever that is. Whatever like that is. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. You know, um, uh, again, thank thank you so much for your time, Tom. I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave you with this one last thought because um, I had this idea. Well, something came to me uh, while I was researching all of this that I didn't see, and I know and I know these things have become popular over the years. Are these like you know they do these like Comic Con things, right? Have you heard of those things where? You yeah, know. we've done we've done a, we've done one or two of them. Yeah. I was gonna ask, are there any like wrestling cons, something like that? You know? Oh my goodness. Once again, does the Pope shit in the woods is a bear Catholic? Yes, of course they are. Oh, They're I didn't know that. Many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we, uh, uh, but of course this year has gotten WrestleCon. There's uh WrestleCade. There's, uh, uh, plenty of them. I'm doing a, uh, what's it called? Cyber. I'm going to, 
go see my brother and we are going to uh i'm doing a virtual autograph signing in bristol connecticut and uh so that will take yeah you just, you just froze up on me for a minute yeah if if it stopped for a second but it's good now okay all right we're good but so yeah rest, wrestling uh conventions have been been around for the last shoot going on 15 years oh gosh i, I feel like an idiot now my google no, skills no, no. are horrible no um, it, but but it, it's 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 again like the the comic-con and uh horror horror yeah conventions. all that stuff you're gonna find yeah. some wrestling yeah it's all that's good. cool that's great yeah. i'm i'm happy i mean it's such a big everybody knows wrestling is such a big thing um you know i don't think it's going out of style anytime uh soon at, at all again it's, it's just well it'll massive. dip it'll dip yeah. patrick but you but think so eventually it'll come back up it'll it, yeah. it's it's in a it's in a down period right now but but wrestling's been a staple for over 100 years in the states and it's going to come back up i agree i agree well that's awesome well uh again tom thank you so much uh, for your time i wish you the best uh, with everything you got going, uh, you know, maybe if I'm ever in Knoxville, I'm going to hit you up and say, give me one day of training in the ring. Put me through the test. I'm, I will I will be the whatever it takes to get through one day. Right on. I won't say more than one day, though, but oh, I would good. do whatever it takes. Uh, I love, I'm going to keep that with me, by the way, the try, give it my best shot, whatever it takes. Um, that's going to stay with me, man, because that's a very oh. powerful thing. Yeah, I think it is. And, and if you're in Knoxville, just come on down and see uh, some of the pictures we have on the wall. A lot of it from Texas, man. A lot of the uh, awesome old placards and, and uh, window cards. So very, That's very awesome. Cool. Man, that's yeah. so cool. Well, again, Tom, I wish you the best. I wish uh, you and your family the best um, during this time as well. You know, just safety and health and, and all that as well. So, Well, same to you. Thanks for having me on. And uh, you guys have a good time in the great state of Texas, man. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, go to thelonestarplay.com. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time. (laughs) 